This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. Let's go! In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Years of marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Championship 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 Leadership Podcast Championship Leadership Podcast With Nate Bailey Hey, what's up everybody? Championship Leadership Podcast here and I'm excited to have Mark, Mark James. He's, he's out of California and he's fresh off of the world's toughest mutter, which he, uh, he just, he won his age group, the 50 plus, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, he, uh, former, former Navy SEAL, current Navy SEAL instructor, as well as uh, he also won the Holy Grail, which I, I, I got to ask more questions about this as far as the, the tough mutter goes, he, he won the Holy Grail. Tough mother and competition that they have for that of the year. And so thanks for taking some time today, Mark. I really appreciate it. Hey, good afternoon, Nate. Thanks for, for having me on. Uh, as I said, I'm, I'm a little groggy. The race was uh, Saturday to Sunday, and then I didn't get much sleep. And uh, it was at 0700 this morning. I was back in the pool, actually diving with a sore throat and kind of trying to keep my wits about me. And uh, we just spent the last half an hour trying to figure it out in Zoom. So. <laughs> Hopefully this goes out well and I can entertain you. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, first question before we get too much into you and your story and, and definitely uh, that this uh, most recent race that you just finished up. Um, Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. And so I always like to start and ask, you know, when you hear that, what, what is that? What do you think of? What does that mean to you, Championship Leadership? Well, it kind of go hand in hand. I mean, to be a good leader, you have to be a champion. To be a champion, you gotta you gotta be able to to lead uh, to strong attributes to any uh, athlete or or uh, person who wants to succeed in life. Um, when I think about the races and the events I've done, I've had uh, probably more failures than, than than wins. I actually remember the fails the most. Uh, as far as leadership, I've been everything from a, a sanitation engineer my grandfather used to call he used to pick up garbage on the beach and cigarette butts and he told me hey no matter what you do you do the best job you can and man i was the best cigarette picker upper that you will ever meet 
and then I've had some some higher profile jobs uh, since then. I'm, I'm very fortunate right now to be a uh, an instructor. I work at Seal uh, or Buds Special Naval Special Warfare Center in Coronado. I'm a former Navy SEAL, and now I got uh, the privilege of, of training tomorrow's uh, future warriors. And then uh, for fun, I do obstacle course races uh, around the world. And I, I got hooked about four years ago on doing these races called the Tough Mudders. And Tough Mudder, for those who don't know, is it's an obstacle course race. So it involves running and climbing over different things and following through the mud and being uh, cold and tired and miserable, especially if you're doing the races that last uh, 12 to 24 hours, which is the race I just did last weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. So maybe talk to us about, um, because yeah, you, you continue to compete. Um, you are, you, you're training the elite of the elite, of course, the future leaders and protectors of this country, uh, aspiring Navy SEALs. And, uh, but where did, you know, that you competed in the world, Ironman competitions are like, you continue to push yourself uh, as well. And just curious, like what drives you and maybe you start from the beginning, like how did you, how did you get on this path to where you are today? Like what led you to, uh, to compete at such a high level and continue to, and then also, you know, how does that play into like what what drove you to become a, a new seal as well? Well, I always surprise people when I tell them that I was very uncoordinated as a kid. I could not dribble, pass, catch, or throw a ball. I I could always swim. I've been in the water since I was probably six months old. They might. My family would take me to the ocean, or I grew up on the Russian River in Northern California, so I was in and out of the water. But regarding ball sports, I was the guy who was picked last each time on the on the sports teams. I just couldn't hit the the baseball or catch the football, which is just ironic that I do a sport that involves a lot of agility and, and yeah. climbing and and those type of things. Uh, I swam and I ran cross country in high school. I used to ride my bike back and forth from practice. I was okay at, at the three sports. Uh, swimming and running and, and cycling and I was competitive I like to compete I like to win at swim races and when I was 17 I graduated high school had no real plan I saw a poster at a neighbor recruiting office of a guy skydiving and another guy running on a beach with a telephone pole and thought wow that was really kind of cool what, what was that and the recruiter said that's the those are the Navy SEALs it's the Navy SEAL program and then he tried to talk me into being a, a, on a nuclear submarine instead because I had pretty good scores. And I said, I don't want to be on a submarine, but I want to try that. So I, I enlisted in the Navy at uh, 18, and I went to SEAL training, and I became a, a SEAL after about a year of training and went to the East Coast. And while I was in the teams, SEAL teams, I competed in triathlons. I had done a few before I joined. I'd done the Alcatraz Triathlon, my first triathlon ever, actually, in 1985. And I was fairly good whereas I couldn't be a, a really good swimmer, a really good runner, a really good biker. When I put the three sports together, I could, I could fare pretty well, and I think I want a pair of shoes or something. And so while I was in the SEAL teams, in between training for deployments, I would sign up for a triathlon. Sometimes it was a little tricky because I'd be in the field for seven or eight days eating these MREs. I, I don't know if you remember eating those things. Yeah. And I'd be sitting in a, in a, I don't know, in some cave or a bush or a desert or snow somewhere. And I'd come out and try and race. And I, it was very hard to be competitive. So I left the Navy after about five years of service. I left pretty early and pursued 
a career as a professional triathlete, which sounds really like it make tons of money, which I really didn't. <laughs> I uh, did, did the Hawaii Ironman. Uh, it's a, a very well-known race in, in Kona, the big island of Hawaii. I did that uh, 10 years in a row. Actually, I missed year 2000. I, 91 to 99, missed 2000 to 2001. And I tried to make it, and I ended up spending a lot of money on triathlon. I learned that I could make money coaching. So I coached on the side, trainer, and then I coached at the high school level, swimming and cross country, which doesn't make any money at all. <laughs> and I got hired. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and then my, uh, I got hired as a women's cross country coach at Sonoma State University. And I remember my interview, and when I when I they decided to uh, hire me, the the, the athletic director said, so, "Well, we got good news, and bad news. The good news is you got the job, and the bad news is we can't pay you very much." So I'm used to that. And the other bad news was is we have no team because the, the team <laughs> left, and it's the, it's the first week of the season, and so. I was this guy on campus at Sonoma State University, and every girl I saw running, which is a little creepy, I was like kind of trying to wave down. And I'm, I'm Coach James, and I'm trying to recruit. And believe it or not, after eight days, I had uh, eight, you know, six girls on my cross-country team. And that first year was, was pretty exciting. And then I built that up to so about 17 girls. And we were Division three, I'm sorry, Division two. So it was interesting. All women's team, no, no guys team, no track team. Very hard to recruit, no budget. Yeah. And then uh, 11 years ago, I got hired by the Navy to come back in uh, as a civilian and be an instructor. I teach the new instructors, the students. I teach diving, uh, open circuit and closed circuit diving. And then I also do all the, the uh, athletic uh, things, swimming, running. We have an obstacle course here in, in Coronado that I, I, I do with the students. And five years ago, I got turned on to Tough Mudders. Uh, did my first one, had a great time. I got hooked, so to say, and now I've done about 94, uh, 93 Tough Mudders, and I've done 14 of these 8 to 12-hour races. Uh, I've done my fourth 24-hour race, which I'm just recovering from right now, so that's why I'm extra groggy. Um, as far as what drives me, I think I've always been driven. I like to compete. Uh, winning is awesome. It's a, a great feeling. Um, finishing something you start and no matter how enduring it is and seeing that finish line and crossing that finish line and, and looking back and thinking about all the training and stuff you put in uh, is, is, is really rewarding. Uh, in Tough Mudders, especially the, the camaraderie, the, uh, I, call it, I call it the, the mudderhood. You know, we had a brotherhood in the, in yeah. the, in the field. And I kind of uh, catch phrase on brotherhood and mudderhood. I, I, I give a very brief speech at the awards uh, just this weekend in Atlanta, I did very well. I've been trying to win the series. The Holy Grail series is a combination of points, and you get points by doing the competitive series, which is the tougher races, which are 8 to 10 miles, the toughest races, which are 8 to 12 hours, and the world's toughest, which is a 24-hour constant race. And so I collected the most points this year. I had 344 points, and I think next guy had 277, so I really went for it. And I finally won it. After placing second and fifth, I finally won this thing. So I got acknowledged for that, and I also won my age group. I'm, I'm 50, and some people joke, oh, there's no one in the 50 age group. Well, there's some very, very, very competitive age group guys um, that I race with, and I've gotten to know. I went 75 miles, and another guy in my age group, he went 75 miles. And I think I was 26th overall out of like 1,300 people, and he was maybe 29th or 30th. 
And the other guys in the 50-age group, they, they, there's a few other guys who went 70, 65 miles. So it's, it's very competitive. And then in Tough Mudder, you're rewarded a, a colored bib, they call it. It's kind of like a tank top. If you hit 50 miles, you get a brown bib. And a lot of people really go for that 50 bib. Last three years, I've gotten the 50 bib. And I never gotten the silver. The silver is the 75 bib. And the orange bib is the 100, which only a handful of guys have gotten. But I, it's a kind of long-standing joke that I've kind of played, uh, having gotten 70 and 65 and, and 60 before at Tough Mudder. I kind of joke and I say, hey, you know what color a 70-mile bib is? It, it's brown. It's just like because you only get the 50 and the <laughs> yeah. 75. Right. So I mean, well, I wore that brown one proudly. I felt like crossing the 50, and nothing's wrong with getting the, the, the 50. Yeah. But I'm uh, pretty competitive, and I, I knew I was I was due for it, and I could get it. And so this, uh, this last race, I, I really went for it. 24 hours of hardly stopping at all. It's at all just to change a wetsuit or grab something to, to eat. And conditions were very good. And I had a, just a dream race. It just went absolutely uh, flawless. So I'm very, very happy with my performance. Yeah, that's amazing, and congratulations. Well, I mean, I've uh, I'm a I've, I I've gotten into ultra running, and and uh, and so I know what it is to cover seventy five miles, but uh, without obstacles. And so to do that in twenty four hours with obstacles is truly, really, really an amazing feat. I mean, to do fifty, like you said, is amazing. Uh, so congratulations on that. But um, I do remember last year, as I uh, you know we're friends through Facebook. I, I do remember you posting about last year. And uh, maybe talk a little bit about that because it seemed like it was kind of a disappointing um, test for you or race for you last year. And then coming back to, to have the success you did, like maybe what are some of the, the things that you learned from that that you took into this year or how that how you took some of that ex experience and, and helped you to become, you know, maybe a better father, better husband, better person, better instructor, like a, a, just a better person in life, like if you could talk to that and how that has led into this experience here this year. Sure. Well, I, I'm at the age where I know life is, uh, is full of disappointments. There's highs and lows. And it seems like the older I get, the more uh, everything from people getting sick or dying around me. Uh, three years ago, I was due, I felt like I was due to win this Holy Grail award. For example, I had a lot of points, a lot of racing behind me. The whole family was set to come out to it. Uh, it was in Las Vegas when they were going to come watch me and support me. And then my mother-in-law uh, got stage four terminal cancer and was like, okay, the priority was to mm -hmm. my wife and my kids right. see her in her last days and me do the race. And it was kind of like a, oh, okay, kind of regroup. I went to the race. I did the best I could. I couldn't quite uh, finish it. And then the priority always has to be family first with my family yeah. taken care of. I have three kids, three teenagers and my wife. I've been married to for 21 years, and they know that this is a passion of the mind. It's very important, but there's times when you have to set your, your passions aside, and that, that, that was hard that year. Uh, the following year, the Chuck Mudder organization had announced, hey, we're going to offer $10,000 to whoever wins the Holy Grail Award. So that was more incentive. I've spent a lot of money on the sport. In fact, mm -hmm. I, I seriously sold I had a little sports car. I mean, my midlife crisis, I had a little Porsche Boxer I bought for like seven grand. It's pretty beat. And I sold it uh, to pay for the race series. It costs about eight grand to race uh, each year doing this series that I do. So sold that last year. I thought, hey, ten thousand bucks that would pay for my whole season. About a third of the way through the season, Tough Mudder decided to cancel the money prize. Mm. They diverted it to smaller races, and that was kind of a hardship. But 
I was able to cancel the rest of the season as far as going to Germany and Australia. I think Scotland had a race. And I got to know the other guy who was actually going for it. His name is Charlie Boher. Great guy. Ended up being really good buddies with him. And he won the series. And then he had hoped to bring that money uh, towards his charity group, uh, James's Place Charity. It's, it's a, a suicide among men between 25 and 38 in the UK is the number one killer of, of men, which is, I didn't know. Hmm. Anyway, long story short, he won it. And then in January, Charlie called me up and said, hey, I expect you to go for the Holy Grail next year. And I said, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've tried it twice, a lot of money, a lot of time. I don't know. He said, no, 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 you're going to get it. And so that kind of feedback from him and many other Tough mutters and family, my wife, my kids, like, Dad, you got this. I put together a plan to go not only do the races at night, the 12-hour race at night, but I'd go and I'd race the 10-mile in the morning. And that way I could accumulate lots of points and be in the same location and not have to pay twice for travel. So along the way, there's, there's hardships. It's not just about getting mileage and traveling. It's, it's logistics, getting to the race, paying for the gas, paying for the hotel, getting the airfare, getting the food. All of these things add up. And I actually did a GoFund page on uh, Facebook. Someone said, hey, good, good, go fund page. So I did that. And believe it or not, I, I raised like three grand for that. And then mm-hmm. I got to meet different people. I, I work as a coach every now and then for a, a, a group called SealFit. I met some individuals through there who were very supportive. And, and uh, one of them actually was my pit crew. Uh, Scott Anderson came out and pitted for me at, at uh, Worlds, which, which basically involves taking care of me for 24 hours, everything from packing my tent to putting it away to feeding me every two hours and being there. And it was so vital for that race. So I, I've experienced hardship. I, I, I think I, I told you earlier, I've, I've had many failures in triathlon. I had many flat tires. I had a few DNFs. I've had bad races where I've been sick and haven't done as well as I wanted to. I've had some great races this year where I was uh, second and third on the podium at all these guys that are 20 to 30 years old. I'm 50. I felt very happy with that. Mm-hmm. And then winning my age group at this prestigious race was, it was very important and uh, it was a plus. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. So what, what's, um, good. Talk a little bit about being, you know, coming from being a, a SEAL to um, being an in, in instructor now. And, uh, you know, we talk about championship leaders and, and the obligation of, of the responsibility that you have in, in, in teaching and training these, these uh, future leaders in Navy SEALs. Like, what do you, what do you see as, as far as the responsibility uh, for yourself and maybe some of the attributes that you you've taken from whether it's other leaders that you've been around inside of the military or outside of that you that you utilize and put into play for yourself and also to help and in, in, in train these other young men that you are uh, leading as well in what you do in your civilian job so uh, 19. 19- 91, I got out of the, uh, the Navy, and I had an opportunity to actually come back in, uh, to, search, to stay in the Navy as a, an instructor. So I was 24 years old, and I'm actually glad that I didn't take that opportunity. I got out, went to college, uh, went to UC Santa Cruz, very, very liberal school, but I wanted to swim. I wanted to compete, as I said before, in triathlons. So I went to graduate school in Arizona, and I've learned so much in the last 30 years. I've, I've gotten a lot wiser through failures and through successes. I've done a gamut of jobs. I've, 
I've done everything from being a park ranger to a state lifeguard to a beta tester on software to a gutter cleaner to a juvenile hall teacher to a college coach. And I've learned the highs and lows of, of jobs. I've learned what a good leader is. Uh, I was in three uh, platoons. I had my own experience with a good uh, officer in charge, bad officer in charge, good leaderships. Yeah. And certain tributes that I've, I've found as, as, a, as a leader is someone who can listen to his, his people and, and kind of take what they're saying with a grain of salt and know when to take advice and, and know when to take constructive criticism, which is very hard to do in, in, my, in my community. You know, being able to take uh, someone telling you, hey, this isn't, this isn't a good idea. Sometimes we're, we're really hard-headed and we want to do our things our own way. And I think failure has been a good thing in, in, in many instances where I've learned, wow, I, I, I failed this. What could I do better? Whether it's a race or a job or something with the family, an argument with my wife or my kids are driving me nuts. And I've had to kind of recalibrate and simply breathe and think upon it instead of acting impulsively and just lashing out. I kind of have to regroup and maybe I'll go out for a long run, which is probably the healthiest way that I can deal with things. Um, you ask why why do I do these things? A lot of times, I think through life, uh, the different stresses, especially as a SEAL, it's it's very very high intense, uh, demanding work where you're training, training, training constantly. Ultimately, you go to war, potentially to, to kill someone or take you know take someone out or capture something or do something, and it's hard to come down from that rush. And so what I learned to do is to uh, regroup by working out, swimming or running or biking. Uh, friends of mine would lift or they do martial arts or they do archery or shooting or something constructive because if you turn to a, an alternative, which is sometimes alcohol or drugs, uh, that's, that, that just leads, leads nowhere. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love red wine. I probably have <laughs> half a bottle of Pinot Noir every night yeah. and I, enjoy I enjoy drinking wine but if you let alcohol consume your life then you're going to fail and in the military there's zero tolerance I've seen at least a dozen of my students go away for alcohol related incidents and there's no tolerance and drugs is another thing they get drug tested maybe every 10 days they have to do your analysis and any kind of substance in their body that's illegal they're, they're gone they're gone from not only the, the, the seal program but they're gone from the navy mm-hmm. so I've seen things happen and it's it's really sad when people they they uh, alternate they they go into that realm of like I need to escape and they they, they take the, the wrong path. So it's um, it's been a, an exciting twelve years being an instructor. It's much different than being a, a a seal or going through. Every now and then I still have flashbacks. I mean I put thirty classes. No, I'm sorry. I put 60 classes. I'm, I'm, I'm fading here. I put 60 classes through training. So that is the equivalent of about 2,200 uh, seals that I put through training. And uh, I've had some incredible people come through. I've had some Olympic athletes. I've had some Rhodes Scholars. I've had some guys who should be making millions of dollars uh, on Wall Street and said they wanted to be Navy SEALs. And it's been exciting training them. And, and seeing them make it from ground day one where they're little uh, white-shirted, we call them tadpoles, you know, a year <laughs> later, they are outdoor ready to deploy and, and ready yeah. to go to war. 
that's that's incredible. What uh, I, I know, you, yeah, I do appreciate you coming on because of, uh, coming off with the the, the, uh, the world's toughest mother and then having really no time to recover. So I'm going to wrap this up with what are one or two things that you could from all the experiences that you've had in, in your life, uh, you could share with the listeners to, to help them and something that maybe they could take and implement right away and just move themselves forward in life. Pieces of uh, Well, this isn't original advice, but something that I do during a race uh, is I just try and stay in the, in the current moment. I try not to dwell too much on the past about what mistakes I've made. I don't think too much about the future, about, you know, what mistakes might happen in the future, unless it's a positive thought. So just try and stay in the moment. And this race, this 24-hour race, I really had to ground myself throughout the race and say, okay, think about what I'm doing right now. Stay in the moment as opposed to, oh, my God, I have 22 hours left. Yeah. And it's so daunting to think about that or think about, oh, it's going to be so much colder. It's, it's 40 degrees now. It's going to be 28 degrees tonight. What's going to happen? And the, the worry, and I think a lot of people get over-consumed with worry. Same thing, and I see this in SEAL training. They have this element called uh, Hell Week. And it goes from Sunday night to the following Friday. And the majority of the people, they, they quit on Monday night. They, mm-hmm. Right before the sun goes down. They, they, yeah. they line up. Uh, there's a bell. They ring the bell three times and they're out. And, and there may be a handful will quit on Tuesday night. But after Tuesday, nobody quits. Wow. And you think people get tired and Wednesday and Thursday they quit. But yeah. Friday afternoon, they're still the same amount as, as, as Tuesday night. So staying, staying present. Um, there's all kinds of Navy SEAL cliches, you know, improvise, adapt, overcome, deal with adversity. Uh, we tap into all those yeah. different things. Stay in the moment and realize that life is hard and you just yeah. got to deal with it. And if it gets too hard, then, then reach out to, to your friends and family and community or, or mentors, counselors, therapists, whatever, and just, and just uh, get help if, if need be. But otherwise, have fun. Soak it up. I love it. Uh, we going, is there another Holy Grail in your future next year? Or is it too soon for that? Uh, yeah, people are already asking, hey, are you going to go? Someone <laughs> called me up yesterday. Like, hey, it's so great. There's a 40-hour there's a race in Arizona next month. Let's go do it. I said, I, I, my feet are swollen. I got a sore throat. I can barely yeah. talk, and I'm so groggy right now. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, actually, I'm really into uh, – I'm going to hopefully get into these races called Otilos. They're swim, okay. run, swim, run, swim, run, swims. And they have them overseas. I think the first one is in Catalina Island. And it just involves swimming and running, which I'm yeah. primarily a swimmer. Yeah. There's no swimming in Tough Mudders. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that being said, I, I did win a, a full season pass, winning the Holy Grail. I got the season pass so I can okay. do any Tough Mudder race for free. So you'll see, you'll see me at those races. I'm not going to be going for the Holy Grail again. I'm going to support some of my friends. Yeah. I'm going to do the team relay. I'm going to have fun. This year is more of a stress thing. I'm going to bring my kids out there and try and make them race with me. Or not make them. They, they love doing it too. Yeah. So uh, it, it's really recover. The rest, the rest of this year is recover and cross-train and swim and, and have fun. And then spring, you'll start looking for me. I, I want to go back to Kona too. I'd love to go back yeah. to Hawaii, which you have to qualify for. It's harder to qualify yeah. than actually do the race. Yeah. But I miss that race as well. Okay, great. Well, I appreciate you taking some time today. What, uh, what's a way that we can, um, you know, f- that the listeners can follow you and more of what you're doing? Well, I uh, just recently got a Instagram account. My daughter oh, was like, welcome. Instagram account. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, Mark underscore underscore James 13. 
Okay. Um, I, I think you find me on there. And then I'm on, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I, I started taking all my Facebook pictures and put it on Instagram. My daughter's like, no, don't do that. They get, it's like running instant time, something thing. <laughs> so I, as you, as you know, the segue here is it took me half an hour to figure out zoom. So I'm yeah, yeah. behind the as far as uh, communications <laughs> and, and uh, technical savvy and, and media stuff. But uh, I, I'm, you can, you can Google me, Mark James, um, yeah. Uh, CBS did a or sports uh, tough mudder did a little special on me three years ago, which is me training and my family, which is which is kind of cute. Yeah. And every now and then I write a blog uh, a blog post. I, I need to update it after this last race. Uh, tough mudder sphere. So um, okay. is is my fellow blog post. But usually Mark James will either get me or a famous golfer from the. <laughs> Awesome. We'll get you, we'll make sure that we get those in the, in the links as well. But uh, thank you so much for taking time today. I really appreciate it. Sure, sure. Nate. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Bye. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years and marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Championship 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 Leadership Podcast Championship Leadership Podcast With Nate Bailey